For our focus in Scripture this morning, we're looking at one little verse, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 15. The Apostle Paul is writing there and he says, All this is for your benefit, so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. The theme for uh, the message this morning is thanksgiving as the spice of your life. I read an article recently that, that guessed why thanksgiving is the favorite holiday for so many people. And this might be true for you too. It's because of thanksgiving's simplicity compared to other holidays, especially compared to the holiday that comes right before it and right after it, compared to the commercialization and the craziness of Halloween, right, and then Christmas. And in contrast, Thanksgiving has remained simpler. Thanksgiving is about home. Thanksgiving is about family and fellowship and And let's be honest, it's about food. It's about smells filling the house, smells, and I don't want to get you looking beyond the worship service, but I might hear smells of turkey and potatoes and gravy and sweet potatoes and stuffing, and then later apple pie and pumpkin pie. This year for our Thanksgiving service, this little verse tucked away in 2 Corinthians 4 really struck me. You remember just a few years ago, we went through the whole book of 2 Corinthians verse by verse, and I can't say that I ever really remember even noticing this verse then, and it's partly because there's so much powerful stuff on either side of this verse, and we're going to look at a little of that, but this verse is clearly about Thanksgiving, and we're shown how thanksgiving can and should fill every part of our lives and overflow to the glory of God. Just as the aroma of a thanksgiving meal fills the whole house, just as the right spice can liven up an otherwise bland dish, thanksgiving can make all the difference in our lives. An ungrateful life is a flat life. But a grateful life can be exciting and full. Someone with a lack of gratitude is really living life in black and white. But when you've got thanksgiving, it gives life all the colors of the rainbow. It could be that you don't feel very thankful this thanksgiving when you're kind of forced to, but you're not feeling it. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you feel a little bitter or cynical about life since you've recently received another piece of bad news about someone you know or or love. Recently, one of Hollywood's leading ladies, she was the star of uh, the hit movie Gravity, said this, and it really struck me. She said, life is nothing but a series of disastrous moments. In between, 
savor, savor, savor. It strikes me as just a little cynical to say life is nothing but a series of disastrous moments. The reality is that thanksgiving can bring fullness to your life, even through and even in the bad times, even in the disastrous moments. From the Apostle Paul, we find that the aroma of thanksgiving can fill our testimony, our purpose, and our goal. That's what I want to talk to you about. First of all, there is thanksgiving in our testimony. Thanksgiving, as we look back on the years of our life, Paul says, all this is for your benefit. All this is for your benefit. He's talking to the people of God in the church of Corinth. All this refers to the previous verses where Paul talks about his trials. He tells us that suffering is part of life for the believer when he writes this kind of strange line in verse 10 before our verse. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus. What does that mean? It means that we suffer if we belong to Jesus, as Jesus suffered. And Paul suffered. In another book, he he gives a whole list of his sufferings. He talks about sleepless nights, being beaten, flogged, stoned, imprisoned, shipwrecked. He often went hungry and thirsty. Talk about a series of disastrous moments. Paul's life was full of hard times most of which most of us couldn't even begin to imagine. But God didn't let Paul fall. God didn't let his servant go. He saw him through. Paul writes in verses 8 and 9 that he was hard-pressed, but not crushed, perplexed. And aren't we sometimes too perplexed? but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. And all those trials, all this, that was for the benefit of others because through it all, Paul could give thanks because he could testify through it all always to the faithfulness of his God. And you know what? You and I have that testimony too. Sometimes it is rough. Sometimes we are on the edge, but God sees us through. We can say with the book of 2 Samuel, thus far has the Lord helped us. He's brought me this far. Thankfulness for how God brings his people through the hard times. It brings a flavor, it brings a richness to our lives as it did to Paul's. And it's there for the benefit of others. It's a testimony to be shared. A couple Sundays ago, someone shared with me about a financial concern and need his family has, and hope he's okay I share this. I'm not going to say who it is. This family, now despite their concern recently and constraints, stayed faithful in terms of their giving and also continued to make other God-honoring choices in spite of the challenges, trusting in God's provision, though they didn't know how it would come through. And then, just in the nick of time, God swooped in in several different ways, one of which was a paycheck mistake 
in the place of work for just the right amount of money that was desperately needed. And the person brought this up to his boss, this mistake. And he said, it's our mistake, the money's yours. I mean, when does that happen? (laughs) I'll tell you, it happens when God is providing for his people, and he does. Look at the history of your life. Look back on the years and see how God has always provided for you just what you need, just what your family needs. Let your thankfulness to him fill you. Share the stories of how he's provided for you, especially when things look bleak. Share your testimony with your kids. Share it with others in the church. You know, when we talk about think, you know, the word testimony, Sometimes some of us might feel like we don't have an exciting testimony to share with others. We don't really have anything dramatic. But the fact is you do. Gratitude to God, our provider, brings a spice to someone's life that nothing in this world can put in a person's life. Thankfulness to God through it all for the blessings through the tears. That's rich. That's powerful. That's a testimony. Secondly, there's thanksgiving for our purpose. Paul says, all this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Grace that is reaching more and more people. Paul was an apostle. Paul is an amazing writer and theologian, but Paul was especially a missionary, right? And he traveled. That's why we have these letters, all these different names of cities. He traveled from place to place sharing the gospel. His heart was set on the grace of God, reaching more and more and more people. And that's really the heart of our thanksgiving as God's people. We're thankful for our stuff. We're thankful for the good food. We're thankful for our country. We're thankful for family and friends. But Paul brings us to the heart of things, and that is God's glory in his mission and purpose in this world. A feeling of aimlessness will make your life bland and drab. But as children of God, we've been given a purpose that sparks our lives day by day. The purpose and mission of God that we are a part of was planned before the creation of the world. It was worked out in history, and it culminated in the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now we carry it forward through the power of the Holy Spirit. The purpose and mission is especially about God's grace in Jesus shown to poor sinners like us. And now we, with our words, in our very being, in our lives, carry the message of grace to others, to the world. The church of Jesus Christ is the centerpiece of that mission of God. And we give thanksgiving this morning for our purpose as a people here together 
at faith, and certainly with brothers and sisters in Christ everywhere, we give thanks for the mission he calls us to of making disciples. And we give thanks when we see the work of God being done. We give thanks when we, when we see fruit in one another of God's grace as over the years those rough edges to our personalities, you know what I'm talking about, those rough edges over the years get softer. When our children are being built up in the faith and learn the old, old story of Jesus and his love, when we meet the Lord together in song and through the power of his word and worship like this, when church members go out from this place living lives of grace at home, at school, at work, when those who have been given much, that's you and me, serve those who don't have much, when we're active together in the church for the purpose we were made, that God's grace would reach more and more people. Finally, we have thanksgiving toward our goal. As this chapter 4 continues, in verses we didn't read, we see that this thanksgiving presses forward into eternity where we read there will be a glory that far outweighs all our troubles. And so, writes Paul, we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. And, And Paul's talking about heaven. He's talking about eternity. Do you and I fix our eyes there ahead, as the Bible calls us to, enough? We certainly don't want to be so heavenly-minded that we're no earthly good, but I don't think the problem is very often that we're so heavenly-minded. The pilgrims journeyed across the ocean and landed their ship, the Mayflower, in 1620 and settled the Plymouth Colony. And our North American celebration of a day of thanksgiving to God goes back to that time. Pilgrims are travelers. They leave their home to reach another home. And Christians, you and I are pilgrims of sorts because we're on a journey We're pilgrims because this world is not our end destination. The very next chapter, 2 Corinthians 5, Paul talks about our earthly tent to refer to our bodies. Why does he call our bodies a tent? Well, he's conveying that this is not our permanent place of residence. The day will come at the end of your life when the stakes will be pulled up and as Paul says, we'll receive a building from God, an eternal house in heaven. That's what the word of God says. Be fixing your eyes on that, says Paul. Not to the neglect of full, purposeful, grace-filled lives here in the church and out in the world. Not at all. But we need to put things in perspective. Fix your eyes there, says God's word. That perspective, that end goal, gives 
our lives a depth, a perspective that the world doesn't have. And that depth, that perspective, that dimension impacts our life choices as we decide what to spend our time in and on, what to invest our time and energies and resources in, where to focus ourselves on earthly sort of pleasures that will fade away or on kingdom of God investments that will last forever. This thanksgiving toward our goal is especially a word to us in times of trouble because Paul is talking about troubles in our verse. That quote about life being one disastrous moment after another, we got to admit that resonates with us just a little bit. It depends on where we are in life, but it resonates just a bit. And though it's, I think, a little harsh, I think there's some cynicism there that we don't want, but Jesus does say in this world we will have trouble. But the promise of God is that the troubles will end. The promise of God is that there's an eternal glory coming. Jesus has overcome the world. And we can have a thanksgiving that fills us as we live our lives knowing that there's something beyond all this. Something on the other side of sin and pain and sickness and hurt and disappointments with people. We've got a a goal. We've got a home awaiting us. We'll meet our Savior Jesus who is the reason for all of our thankfulness. We're going to see our loved ones who have gone before and we're going to enjoy their fellowship. We're going to hang out with them. And in that perfect setting, Revelation says we'll feast at the wedding banquet of the Lamb and it's going to make all our Thanksgiving dinners here seem pretty measly by comparison. Our goal, our future, your goal, your future is bright. It's as bright as all the promises of God. It's as bright as all the glories of heaven. My prayer is that thanksgiving to God would fill your life, that it would be the spice of your life. May the sweet aroma of thanksgiving, may it overflow in your testimony as you reflect on the years of your life and God's faithfulness and provision in for your purpose, our purpose together as the people of God, the church sharing God's grace, and toward your goal, a glory in heaven greater than anything we could ever imagine, all to the glory of our God. Amen.